we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? And it's also, ah, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Okay, let's do this, what the fuckers, what the fuck buddies, what the fucking ears, what the fuck nicks, what the fuck tuckians. What the fuck, Canucks? Yeah, that's in honor of the fact that I'm going to be at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. I'll be up there, Canada. This is Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thank you for joining me. Hope you had a lovely 4th of July and you didn't blow any fingers off. Hope you have all your digits and uh, the rest of your family has all of their digits. As you know, here in Highland Park, which is a uh, primarily uh, Latino neighborhood, um, the 4th of July is a month-long celebration, so don't be taken aback or surprised if you hear some fireworks in the background, some firecrackers, some terrified animal noises, that kind of thing. But first, let me uh, just say that J.B. Smoove is on the show today. Uh, that was a, What a lovely man. Can I say that? I can. And also, J.B. wanted me to tell you that uh, you can follow him on Facebook. His Twitter is O-Snap, J.B. Smoove. Uh, he also has a website, theruckus.com. Uh, if you want to uh, get more involved or interact with or enjoy more of the uh, the magic that is J.B. Smoove, there's that. I'm going to be hosting uh, Attack of the Show on G4 this week. Three shows this week. I think it's Monday and Tuesday, maybe Friday. I, I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to get up to speed. It's old guy week on Attack of the Show. I just want to see how I look on television, folks. I want to see how I uh, how I handle that environment. So uh, it's live. So who knows what can happen? So you might want to tune in to see that. It's either going to be fun or it's going to be a travesty or, uh, you know, I'm going to do okay. Uh, so that's happening. Attack of the show. It does it. What does it all mean, man? When was the last time you asked that question? Having a little post vacation, uh, stress disorder, readjusting, doing laundry. There's some problem with the cats. This one cat, this stray cat. I've told you about him before. He's a scrapper. He's a tough guy. I wanted to give my cat some medicine. So I had to give him wet food and the stray cat was hanging around. So we got a hit of the wet food. Now I can't get rid of him. Now he's he's making a play for the whole turf. My poor fucking Boomer is petrified. I don't know why, but Boomer is a big dude, you know, and he's a fucking pussy. Every time defers to uh, whatever cat wants to eat his food or or take his bed. I I just don't get it. I feel like a like a father of a slightly uh uh, uh, uh like a jock father with a slightly. Uh, a feminine male child who I'm concerned about and would like to see kick a little ass. Is that is that in any way inappropriate? That's I'm just sort of like Boomer. You're you're fu- just take care of shit, man. I also want to mention I'll be at Zany's in Nashville, Tennessee, July 21st and 22nd. The music on today's show is by Tony Fry. The songs are off his new album Ravenswood. You can go to Tony. Fry, F-R-Y-E dot Bandcamp dot com to hear more of that. Am I doing the right thing, man? I watched a documentary on TV the other night, half a documentary. I don't, uh, you know, we had a TiVo disaster here at the house. Uh, All of the stuff that uh, Jessica had TiVoed got erased by the house sitter by accident. And that, you know, that was, it was, it was if, uh, you know, things were lost 
It was as if things that were could never be found again were lost. It was tragic, but we got through it. I convinced her that much of the stuff was replaceable and retivoable. But man, sometimes the tension rises. The drama over stuff is profound. But I watched this documentary about a performance artist, some woman named Marina Abramovic or Bromovich. Abramovich, I, I don't know how to pronounce her name, and I didn't know who she was, but she's apparently a very important performance artist. And I was watching this documentary about some of the work that she did when she was younger with this other dude where they were they would do these naked performances and they'd slap each other around uh, in silence uh, in front of people, you know, which sounds, I mean, some yeah, I have neighbors like that. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm that far away from that. If it was just two naked people yelling at each other, you know, I could relate to it. But on a deeper level, it's got it's got to mean something. It, it, this stuff is so easy to parody on some level. You know, watching a documentary about the stuff that this woman did, you know, if it was just tweaked a little differently, it could have been a joke. But this is a real thing. This is a this is a real these are real artists that, that I had this weird realization that everything is so insulated. You know, comedy is insulated. Comedy is mainstream. But this is a certain group of people that dig comedy, that dig comics and performance art has its people that dig performance art. So it's, it's credible as it validity. It's poetic. It's got uh, aesthetic value. It's powerful stuff. But we condescend to it. I, I don't know why. I don't know when I closed my heart to that shit. I mean, at some point in time, I thought I was some sort of renegade artist, sculptor. Yeah, I talked to Jack White. He seemed to you know, be in his garage putting things together at some point in his life. The artistic journey is peculiar. Uh, sometimes I think comedy was some sort of default for me. I mean, there was a time where I was taking photographs. I've told you about that. There was a time where I bought used televisions and broke them with hammers. There was a time when I was in college where I had a, a television with a cracked, broken screen with a hole in it. I had a full-sized bust of John F. Kennedy's head that I got at a flea market. I had an old Brownie McGee camera. So what I did was I, I had the broken television. I had the bust of Kennedy. I lopped the nose off of it with a hammer to make it look like an ancient Greek sculpture. I spray painted it all red. I sprayed it. I, I spray painted the uh, the TV all white. I spray painted the Brownie McGee camera all blue, and I set the bust and the camera on top of the busted TV, red, white, and blue. And I set it in my apartment. And I thought to myself, I don't know if I'm going to do better than this. I think that I've hit a certain level with this piece, though I wasn't a visual artist. I wasn't a sculptor of any kind, but I did that in my spare time. So that was that. And this woman and the guy she worked with outside of performing naked and sitting across from each other and just letting things happen in silence in front of people, when their relationship got taxed, was too much. They had run the gamut. They were both performances artists. They knew they were going to separate. They were going to part ways. So they did a performance art piece that involved the two of them at opposite ends of the Great Wall of China walking the entire length of it towards each other to where they met in the middle of the Great Wall of China. This took weeks. Who knows how long this takes? Specifically when they met to break apart, to break up, to discontinue the relationship. That's a lot of fucking commitment. It's profound. It's moving. It's deep. But how do you know when you can, do, how do you know when you do something like that, that it's art or you're just some idiot?
I mean, that's the biggest trick about art. When do you get validated? Someone decided at some point that she was doing credible work and that he was doing credible work and she had a history of credible work within this environment of performance art. I had no idea who she was, but she's an important person. I mean, they did this documentary about this final piece she did. Not a final piece. The artist is present where she sat at the Museum of Modern Art at a retrospective of her own work as as much as you could do that with somebody who did live performance. And she sat in a chair at a table across from another chair for three months in silence as people who came to see the exhibit or came to see her would sit across from her in silence for, for a certain amount of time. And she would be present for those people to project or experience her in that moment however they will. Some people cried, some people laughed, some people... I, I For months, she did this for three months all day long. It's valid. It has to be valid. It's easy to condescend and to mock it, but Jesus, it's valid. I remember a guy that I read about years ago, performance artist. I don't know if I'm making it up. I don't know if my brain is just making this up, but I believe I read an article about a performance artist who went to Mexico, paid to have sex with a prostitute. No, no, that's wrong. He paid to have sex with a corpse and then immediately afterwards had a vasectomy and that was his piece. That was his, uh, that was his piece of art. I guess the real fear of that kind of stuff is it really depends on how largely you want to be known and, and what you want to be known for. Like, is anyone talking about that guy? Is anyone in not, like comics, do, they, do these performance artists sit around and go, hey, whatever happened to that guy? that fucked a dead person and then cut his balls off. That was a hell of a bit. Where do you go from that bit? What happened to that guy? Worse yet, who gives it? Who cares about that guy? But he did it. I remembered it. What does it mean? I don't know. But do they talk about that? Hey, what about that guy that used to hang himself? You know, for, he used to put a pulley up that was attached to his scrotum and then lift himself up and then wrap the thing around his neck and he'd swing there. Uh, while uh, a, a, a dwarf cut him with a razor lightly over the nipples. What happened to that guy? Because that was a hell of an act. Do they talk like that, performance artists? I love that shtick. That guy who hit himself in the head with the hammer over and over again. Is that guy still around? That guy had something. See, now I'm making fun of it. Whatever. Okay. All right. I'm going to do a quick performance piece here. Actually, this performance piece... Uh, is going to go on for a while. This performance piece is going to go on for as long as the lives of the people involved in it. It's called Hey Boomer. Hey Boomer. Boomer, come in here. Boomy. Boomy. I'm just happy to know that you have someone named Caesar in your life. You gotta have somebody named Caesar. In yeah, your life. you need a Caesar. You need a Caesar. Is he taking care of everything? You gotta stay on top of Caesar. Yeah. But Caesar does a good damn job. <laughs> as long as you stay on top of him. You know, if you yeah. don't have a Caesar in your life, what else is there? Yeah, how are you gonna At manage? At least one. At least one. How Caesar. are you gonna manage it? How are you gonna manage in Los Angeles without a Caesar? You gotta have a Caesar. What's Caesar do for you? Caesar does uh, everything. Yeah. He fixes. Uh, he 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 he's he's amazing with yeah. his hands. Yeah. Some people some people are amazing with their damn hands. And, not uh, you. Not me. No. no, I'm good with my hands, 
but certain things I know I can't do, and certain things I just stay away from. You know what I mean? How'd you learn? I don't that have way? time. To, here's yeah. what it is: okay. I don't have time to use my hands as much as I want to use my damn hands. That's right. Like yeah. we all, we all are handy with our hands. Yeah. It depends on what you're handy with. Yeah. Some people are good at fiddling. Yeah. Fiddling with shit. You know yeah. what? Fiddling is. Oh yeah, yeah. You got a piece of machinery. Let me just fiddle with this for a little I'm while. Just, people Let's always say that. People always say fiddle with something, yeah, right? Right. But do they really mean fiddling? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, they don't. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. Because if, if you're not a professional fiddler, you're gonna have a mess of pieces, and you're gonna have to have a fiddler put it back together. Most time when you're fiddling with stuff, right? Yeah. You ain't really doing what you're supposed to do with it. Nope. It's it's intended for something. That's right. But you're sitting there fiddling around That's with right. it. That's right. Right. Breaking it more. You open you open the hood. You're trying to re uh, rebuild a car, sure. an engine, an engine, or, Maybe it's or alternator. Or yeah. something like people always want to rebuild yeah. things yeah. that are already damn built. And they Somebody, think they're gonna if I just pay attention now, I take this apart, I can put it back together. Of course you can. No. Right? No. But no, some people can. No, you can do it, but you you gotta I separate I fiddling around with it yeah. from fixing it. Right. Right? It's just two different worlds there. That's right. You yeah. can fiddle with it. Or you can fix you can it. Fix it. Well, most people who fiddle end up having to bring it in to be fixed professionally. And when they throw that word out there, you know they ain't doing it. Yeah. Just playing around with it, yeah. right? The past time. By. I mean, let me fiddle with it. No, let, let me, me bring it to with a it. professional. Like, okay, you got a Rubik's Cube, right? Right. Remember that toy? Sure. Got, some people could do it. Yeah. Some people can't do it. Right. But some, you, some, some people can really do it and get all the sides. Right. Some people get one side. That's called fiddling around with it. Right. Right. You, you're gonna get one damn side. Yeah, right. Fiddling around with it too then damn much. Then the people that you know the sequence. You haven't tried to master it. Obviously, JB Smooth is in my garage. You haven't tried to master it. When you try to master something, yeah. it's a Rubik's cube. That's right. The, the object is to get all the damn sides. Right. Why would you fiddle around with it? Yeah. And try to and get one side. That's right. And you're sitting there all day fiddling around. You got with one it. side. I think if you get one side though, they're all gonna fall in line though. If you got one side, they should all be done. I've got I've got one side a thousand times. <laughs> Come and on, never have yeah. I even been close to the other yeah, side. You have to get now. No, here's what happens: you get one yeah. damn side. Yeah. Now you're trying to get the other sides, yeah. right? Yeah. But you're messing up a side you already got done already. Yeah. Right now you don't got the yellow mixed in the orange. Mm-hmm. You, you you had the whole orange side done, but now you're fiddling around with it, trying to get other colors. But you got to turn it. But now you're messing up the orange that you just got. That's right. Sometimes in life you can only get one side. It's six sides on a right. damn cube, right? Right. Now you gotta try to get all six at the same goddamn time. That's right. You gotta use plus your brain. You ain't never used it before. That's right. Now they say well, the, the, the the left side of the brain. Yeah. The left side of the brain. Is that the one that so does the math? The, whatever it is, the left yeah. or the right is a part of our brain we haven't even we yeah. haven't used yet. No. You gotta you gotta be able to tap into that part of your brain. Yeah. To get all them damn sides. I'm, not, damn I'm not even trying to go back there, are you? A lot of people can't do it. A lot of people can't do it. Some people lose their rhythm. It's a rhythm to certain things, right? Yeah, especially those guys Making love. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Here's another thing. Making love to a goddamn lady, right? Sure. Trying to please her ass yeah. and please yourself at the same damn time. Oh, yeah. That ain't nothing but a Rupert's Cube. That is. That's, that all, that's all six sides. That's if all you, six sides. If you make it happen at the same time, you're all six. Add all the parts up. Yeah, Add right. everybody parts up. Right. Add all them goddamn parts yeah. up, right? Yeah. A lot of times you just got to be happy. Yeah. Lady got zones. Yeah, that's right. Lady got zones. Couple zones. Six damn zones to a is lady. Is there six zones? A lady is a Rubik's damn cube. That's right. Of course it is. Just keep fiddling. You keep fiddling around with a lady. <laughs> then you'll find out what turns her on. That's right. If you don't fiddle, yeah. you see, 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 see how things connect? Yeah, sure. You can fiddle sure. with a lady, right. fiddle around with her for a little while yeah. until you find out what's good for her. Yeah, and you then, already know what's good for her. That's right. And you give her that. Right. Now, ladies get little... Uh, Ladies get possessive. Right. And ladies got little little nooks and crannies you got to keep playing around with. That's right. Because ladies got nooks and crannies that you want to fiddle around with. Or else they'll surprise you with the, like, here's a whole thing you never fiddle with. Why is that? Why is that? Because you didn't tell me. You don't t- 
or you can look or you can fiddle around your damn stuff and find it for yourself. That's right. But you know when you find it though. That's right. And you, you don't you're not gonna have Caesar fiddle with your lady. You don't want Caesar <laughs> fiddling with nothing except what he's good at fiddling around with. <laughs> not right? your lady. But but you don't want Caesar I'll tell you one thing, you don't yeah. want this guy named Caesar fiddling around with stuff. You want Caesar to fix stuff. That's right. Right? If he no fiddle around, you're wasting, yeah. your, you're wasting your damn money. That's right. He's he's over there putting drywall up, fiddling around with Learning it. how to do it for the next guy. Come on, man. Yeah, no good. This ain't on the job training. Mm-mm. Caesars don't don't have time to be <laughs> learning on the job training. At some point, Caesar was on the job training. Somewhere. At some point, he was. But he, that, I'll tell you what, those people are getting a better price than you. You're damn right. They're gambling, I, though. They're gambling. Because he's fiddling. He's fiddling around yeah, with stuff. You don't know. Fix it. The first yeah. damn time. Don't be fiddling around yeah. on my money. That's right. You don't don't ever let anybody fiddle around your damn money. Unless you're gonna get unless you're gonna say, like, that looks like you fiddled. I am not gonna pay you all the money. You can you look want. at a, you can look at somebody dead in the fiddling. face and tell they're a fucking fiddler. That's right. Look at this dude. I can, I can look at him and tell he's a fiddler. Yeah, yeah that's right? right. If I if I, I interview certain people who come to, into my damn house and look at and give me an estimate, mm-hmm. right? See, when you're gonna estimate for somebody, right? Yeah. You bring somebody over, I need an estimate. Yeah. People always say free estimates. You yeah. know why? Because it's up to you. To get their ass over there, and you gotta look them in the eyes and tell if they're a goddamn fiddler or, or a damn worker. That's right. Am fiddler, I right or wrong? Yeah, a fiddler right? or a fixer. You don't want no a fiddler or, or a fixer. fixer. That's right. You don't want nobody who fiddles too damn much. Nope, nope, right? nope. You're not paying for on the job training. You get down to mm-hmm. the nitty gritty yep. and you fix this shit. That's right. You don't come in here fiddling around on my damn money. I gotta write you a check, and I, I know I gotta write a check. And give it to you, knowing, yeah. g- knowing damn well you fiddled your ass through this That's week. That's right. Yeah, and you write that right in the the, the reason for the check, fiddling. Why do, right people, why do you think people get fired on their jobs? Because somehow the boss noticed your your ass is sitting around forty hours a week fiddling around with shit. Yeah, or or, or perhaps worse than fiddling, just doing nothing. Doing nothing, yeah. which is what fiddling really is. Yeah, you ain't doing nothing but yeah. playing around with shit. Fiddling on someone else's time. You're damn right, that's the worst. You don't fiddle yeah. around on nobody's time. That's right. Your ass get fired if you're gonna fiddle around. Yeah, if you're gonna fiddle, it's got to be on your own time. Now, then again, some ladies like to be fiddled around with. Yeah, some ladies like that kind of stuff. Sure, but eventually you're gonna, gonna have to fix all it. All little, all little to, moving yeah, parts. Yeah. Ladies yeah. got moving parts. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, all lady parts are inside. Yeah, it's complicated. Gotta get inside a lady. Sure, so I tell people all the time. Sometimes, mm-hmm. right, ladies, you know. Before you, uh, 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 I may use the word, fuck a lady. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah, fuck a lady. Sometimes you gotta fuck a brain first. Yeah. You gotta tear that brain ass. That's some pimp shit you're talking now. Oh, you gotta fuck the brain. Yeah. You gotta tap that brain first. Sure. You tap the damn brain. Yeah. Then you tap the outside. Sure. See, because ladies got nooks and crannies, and ladies got movement, too many moving parts. And if you tap the brain correctly, the, it's going to be a little, a little easier to, to fiddle with the rest. You got to tap the brain first, yeah. right? Yeah. A lady got to know what she's getting, Yeah. right? You got to know what the hell you... It's kind of like... Sometimes. You both got to know what the hell you're getting. Yeah. A lady got to know who you are, right? Once a lady know you care, yeah. it don't matter what's wrong with but you. But a lot of times we know that after a certain amount of time, they're like, well, that was all bullshit. Why do you well, think a lady deal with a dude who snores for 30 fucking years? Because he loved it. She loved that damn man. Yeah. Right? She and might. she know that man love her. And she used to. She can deal with putting uh, uh, napkins in his fucking mouth in the middle of the night and uh, taking them out in the morning. My girlfriend. So he don't know she that snores. she Yeah. But look. You put napkins in their mouth, yeah. And when in the morning, you see now you on a damn schedule because now you mm-hmm. gotta wait till they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. They start snoring. You yeah. put napkins in their fucking mouth, right. to stop the fucking snoring, right? Right. Then in the morning, you gotta wake your ass up early in the morning before they get up and take the napkin out their damn mouth so yeah. they don't know that in the middle of the night you put napkins in their damn mouth. Yeah, and hopefully they don't choke and you don't wake you up. Hopefully dead. they don't choke. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. You put napkins. Uh. Uh. uh you could put Piece toilet tissue. Tape over their mouth, uh, 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 <laughs> old dirty rag, yeah. or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You put it in their damn mouth. A sock, a socks yeah. work pretty good. You, you can roll a sock up, 
but uh, the booty socks. Though. You know what I'm talking about? The, 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 little, the little booty sure, socks. Sure, sure, the half socks. Ankle the half socks. Like the yeah. ankle socks, sure. not the full socks. Yeah. You don't want to put a full damn sock in somebody's mouth. No. You'll kill them. Hey, ankle socks, it says right on the label when you them. buy them. It's like for, for tennis shoes or people who snore. It's, just, it's, right, on the, it's, yeah. it's right up there. Yeah, yeah. It says- Common, it, it, very knee-high, common. The yeah. knee-high socks, yeah. right? Those are made just for just for socks yeah. or jagging off into. Right. But never, no. never made for putting in somebody's mouth. No, the They're ankle too big. socks, sure. The ankle socks, of course. Sure. And you don't, see see how they work? Yeah. And, you, and mm-hmm. you don't want to jack off with an ankle sock because it, yeah. it ain't big enough. It's not big enough. Unless you got a small Johnson. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I think my Johnson can fit in an ankle sock, but generally, if I'll your use Johnson razor. can't fit in an ankle sock, you ain't got shit between your legs. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, well, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I I think that yeah. How much do you need to cover just to manage a jerking off? Uh, but but the ankle sock, you 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 still gotta feel good about what your Johnson's going into, <laughs> right? You want a nice uh, like a athletic sock. You want a full? If you can yeah. get a full sock mm-hmm. now, it depends what kind of style. What your style is? When was the last time I saw you? Mm, New York. Though. Isn't that weird? Like Years the, ago. Right. The last time I saw you, you're wearing a hat. You're in New York City. Kicking it. Yeah. And you were, uh, you probably just done a, like a Louis C.K. movie. I didn't know you from, yeah. uh, from stand-up. The first time I saw you was Louis C.K.'s movie. You're damn right. Which movie was that? Pootie Tang. So Pootie, and you did, you didn't do another one with him? You didn't do an earlier one? Oh, I did. I did Tomorrow Night. Right, right. Tomorrow, Tomorrow Night. Tomorrow Night was first. In black and white. Right. See That's the work? one I remember. See how things work? Yeah. You, you get a black person to do a black and white movie. Yeah. It makes, and, and it makes sense. And on paper, it makes sense. But you've been doing this a long time. Damn You're like at my age. I'm your age, brother. About. I'm we 48. Wrote. You're 48? Yeah. I'm 46, baby. 46. Make it happen. Cap- so wait, but where did you start out? Man, I started out in NYC. NYC just doing stand-up, man. Where'd just, you come from, though? I came from... I came from the... Uh, see, we had two different worlds going on. You got you to gotta realize how New York worked, right? You had the... You had certain comics. Yeah. You had the white comics. Right. You had the you had the famous white comics. Right. Right. You had the uh the not so famous white comics. Right. Right. You had the 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 the, the early uh uh years of the uh the white comics that right. no one really knew. Right. right. You had the black comics. Right. You had the Deaf Comedy Jam comics. Sure. You had the BET comics. Yeah. They're you different. The, then you, they're all different. Yeah. Then you had uh the comics that the black the black white comics. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. They black. They black, but they white. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's such thing as black white. You do you do yeah. do know that, right? I definitely do. You are threatened by the black white comic because the black white comic hangs around the white people all the time. That's right. right? He's a black white comic. That's the Wally Collins comic. The Wally Collins. <laughs> There's some of these guys, right? You know what I'm talking about. There's the black white comics. That's the comics you, you, you're not afraid afraid to walk around Harlem with. Well, let me ask you a question. You feel like we're we, we going to kick somebody's ass if yeah. some shit go we're, down. Yeah. Well, no. What would happen is like he'll get much blacker. Is that <laughs> He would have to put his black on and then he would have to leave you at some point because if some shit go down, you got to be black. That's right. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you see those glasses? Called yeah. transitions. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? The, tra- the, the trans- transition black people. <laughs> you, you need to be able to transition yourself and turn black and darker. When it get dark outside, yeah. your ass get darker. You know what I'm saying? Like them damn glasses, transition glasses. You walk around when it get, when it get damn glasses, adjust to your yeah, environment. That's right. Am I right or wrong? You're right. So we had all these different kind of comics. Right. right? Then we had the, then we had a whole other category of comic, the eccentric comics. Sure. You know those guys, screwballs. They're really eccentric. I was in you New York. You know what it is. Is what I'm talking about. Sure, I, can name, I can name each one of you that you're talking about. Any comic I throw out there, any type or style of comic I throw out, you, you got it. Yeah. They're eccentric comics. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Sure. There's a whole range of comics right. out there. There's people you never knew did stand-up until you see them do damn stand-up. That's right. Am I right or wrong? Right. And then there's those people you see, they say they, he used to be a stand-up, and you're like, no way. No way. Yeah. I'm telling you, I walked down the street with a bunch of 
black comics, yeah. right? And we're walking BET down Black or, the B, or, or the Black Comedy or Jam, Def Comedy, Comedy Jam, Jam Black okay. Comics, right? Walking down the street, right? Meanwhile, come, we're walking down Broadway, yeah. right? Yeah. Meanwhile, coming up Chamber Street, yeah. right, in Lower Manhattan, sure. There's another group of comics, the eccentric comics, are walking down Chamber, <laughs> right? And you know, Chamber Street <laughs> crosses Broadway at yeah. some point, yeah. right? And they're walking from their show, and we're walking from our show, and we meet at the corner. Bam! Yeah. What the fuck is up? Right. Now we all know each other, right? But they had a whole different show tonight. And we had a whole different show. Here's a, here's a trick. The Def Comedy Jam comics couldn't couldn't do the show that they just came from, and these eccentric comics couldn't do the show that we just came from. That's right. See what I mean? Yeah, why is that? I don't fucking know. You would think funny is funny, but funny is not always funny. It depends where the hell you where the hell you at. Right. People always say it ain't where you're from, it's where the hell you're at. So did you at. did you start in mostly the black rooms? I started in the black rooms. Yeah. But Here's, here's the difference between me uh, what I did. How, how I jumped myself out and I kind of, uh, 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 I performed in black rooms, performed in white rooms. I did some of the early stuff, man. You know what? I was on MTV's first pilot, like Apartment 2F with Scar Brothers. Yeah. Right? I was on something on Comedy I mean, Comedy Central's Inception, man. I was on a show called Short Attention Span Theater. I hosted you, that show. Remember that joint? I was on I ho- that. I hosted the last one. You damn right, man. See, there's, see, I decided I was gonna make my resume diverse. Right. I was gonna have a bunch of different things going on. Right. You know, I did Def Comedy Jam uh, 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 twice. Yeah. But I didn't do it four, five, six, seven times. Yeah. There's people out there who did who, who've done it a thousand times. Right. There's folks out there who did BET a hundred times. I did BET twice. Just twice. The stand-up twice. show. Twice, yeah. man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wanted my my resume to look good later on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like this. You work in a fast food restaurant, right? Sure. You're making burgers all the fucking time, all right? All the time. But all you do is keep getting job after job after job making after burgers. job making goddamn burgers. Yeah. Who want to make Who want to make their whole resume just goddamn burgers? You better be really good at it. You, know I mean? you better change some burgers up. <laughs> at least at least make some vegetarian burgers or some or sure. some buffalo chicken burgers or something. You better Add change something. it up. Yeah. Change it up. If you're going to keep doing the same damn burgers, make them damn burgers different. Absolutely. Right? Chipotle uh, or burger. Yeah. Or just have different names for your burger. If you're going to make burgers the rest of your life, at least advance in your burger skills. And, and go from like fast food burgers to slow food burgers, right? Sure. Gourmet burgers, yeah. you know? Mix they, it up. Mix up a little bit. Don't keep doing those same, same goddamn We're, burgers over again. See, I didn't keep doing the same damn burgers. You have a style, though. It's a very specific style. You gotta have a specific style, and you stick to your damn style, but you make your resume, you you you, you make your you, you make it varied. So you don't get pigeonholed. Don't get pigeonholed and stuck. And also, it prepares you for some other shit you want to do. Right. You have no idea what route or where this shit gonna take your ass at? You right? don't, do you? You don't know, right? His, Were you surprised? The analogy I'll use. I'll throw this shit out right now. I'll take okay. it. Okay, I'll take it. You go into the forest. Sure. Right. Yeah. Some people want to go into the forest. They want to make sure they can get their ass out of the forest. If yeah. they ever happen to go in the fucking forest. Right? Yeah. You start one place, right? Some people, some people drop popcorn and shit like that, right? Make a trail. Make a little trail, a little, yeah. a little path to follow. Right. Hope drop an animal popcorn. doesn't eat it. And pray to God yeah. no animal eats all your fucking popcorn. Yeah. Or you ask him to find your way out of that's that right. fucking forest, right? Right. That's so, one way. So, or croutons, yeah. or, or whatever tickles your fancy. Right. Right? It could be popcorn, it could be croutons, or whatever it is. A smart guy would probably do something not edible. Somebody, somebody would do something like- Pennies. Something, pennies. <laughs> right? Some people got a whole lot of pennies. I, I know I got a whole lot of pennies sure. saved up. Just for I that know, reason. I know. Who has time to wrap those pennies? No one. No one has time for Go that. Go dump it in the Coinstar machine. So you put a pocket, put, yeah. let's just say you put a whole handful of pennies, pennies in your pocket yeah, and you just keep dropping pennies sure. as you go along. So in you the forest. Now, here's two words. Bear can't use pennies. Here's two ways to look yeah. at that. Right? You could drop pennies yeah. 
to see how to get your ass out. Right. Right? Or you can drop them pennies to see where the hell you've been. Okay. Right. 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 Because right? that path, right. even though you're dropping pennies, you're meeting people along the way. Right. Right. You're having these experiences along the way. Right. Right. These are all things that are going to make you who the hell you are and who you're going to be when you get to be our damn age. That's right. Right. Yeah. So you can look back and say, like, I see exactly how I got here. Thank God I didn't do that. And it was it was good you're that I was there. Right. It's on your way back. Right. When you find your way out of that damn forest, that forest could be good. You could be stuck in that damn forest and love it to death. That's right. Or you could say, I'm getting the fuck out of this forest before somebody kill me. Yeah. Right. Right. You might want to get out of that damn forest. Right. Now you want to walk back through that damn forest. But now you were smart. Your ass was real smart. Yeah. You didn't put you didn't drop nothing that was edible. Right. right. You dropped some goddamn pennies. Now, who the fuck going to eat a penny? Man, nobody. nobody eats nope. pennies or nope. some little tiny little toddlers and they eat a penny by mistake. They take the little ass to the fucking emergency room because yeah. they got a penny in their fucking stomach. You put them on the x-ray machine and you look in their stomach. You say they got a whole belly a full of damn bunch. change and you had no idea these damn babies were eating on your damn change. That's right. And there's no reason for a baby to be in the there's forest no by itself. Why is a baby in the forest with a belly full of damn pennies? Yeah, Am I right a, or wrong? That's okay. a very good question. Now, good question. So now, on your way back, yeah. you're picking them damn pennies up, yeah. right? Yeah. And along the way, you're meeting everybody that your ass met on the way in to the damn forest right good memories yeah right some you, of them you, you almost want you almost some good memories some bad memories yeah but you want to know where the hell you've been at that's right when you walk back that path you people say oh wow he made it to the forest yeah Must and be. he's got a handful of lucky pennies but everybody can't go to the damn forest <laughs> yeah right yeah everybody can't go to the forest. Right. that forest could be it could be odds in that damn forest sure. you don't know yeah it could be beautiful yeah a wonderful world some people are afraid of the forest some people don't want to go in the forest that's right you got it's it dark in the forest sometimes but, you but sometimes the forest is so dark but in the daytime little rays of light shine through the trees and shit and you're like oh that's fucking beautiful yeah i'm glad i'm here you can sit your ass down yeah. right and you, you pitch a tent and you sit yeah. your, i'm gonna stay here for a little while yeah and enjoy this forest shit for a little while yeah because out, out there yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy road i just i just it's a crazy road yeah. out there yeah but you might have I to made go, you might have to go back so my whole thing is you make your, you, 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 no matter what the hell you do, I don't give a damn what you do. Yeah. You want to advance slowly but surely. Well, when and you have that patience to expand. When you started, like, when you started doing stand up in New York, did you grow up in New York? I, I was born in North Carolina. I came to New York at three, and I've been in New York since I was three years old, right? Yeah. Started doing all the, I started, I just went to college, came back, started doing. You what did you study in college? Graphic design. Yeah. Engineer, so that, engineering, drafting, and drafting. So you're I like, fuck that. Majors. You're like, fuck that, though. Yeah. You know what? I liked it. You know, I still have that artistic kind of uh, uh, flair to everything I do. Yeah, I could do my own business cards. I could do my own websites. I'm 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 good like that. You, you know, do your I, own got, business I got cards? I, I got an eye for that shit. Yeah, did you do business cards? I have done them before. <laughs> yeah, I have done them before. I, when I had to do when you have when you gotta do something, ain't no fucking fiddling around. <laughs> yeah, it's straight to the point. Yeah, you're gonna do them damn business cards, or you're gonna fiddle around <laughs> with this shit with people. Yeah. And you, you fiddle around, you put the wrong fucking number, the wrong fucking name spelled backwards. You don't want to fiddle around no. with certain shit. What's your whole name really? My full name? Yeah. It's J.B. Smooth. <laughs> my full name, J.B. Yeah. Smooth. What's your real name? My real name is Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm, I don't, sometimes, although my name is listed online, but see, when, you, when you're exposed too much to your real, real name, yeah. see, you you use your real name. Mark Marin. That's your real name. And that, people have a hard time with that. People have a hard time remembering your damn name. That's right. People, people remember J.B. pretty damn good. Yeah. Got shortened it, right? Yeah. Now, certain people love your nickname. Yeah. But certain people love your real name. Right. You know, I'll tell you who loves your real name. Your mother. No, no. Your, your, your mama gave you that name, so she has to love it. But people who love it, 
who come along later on who t- tend to love your name are like uh, 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 bill collectors. Like yeah. Discover and Visa and MasterCard <laughs> and those kind of people. Do you tell them you got the wrong they guy? love your yeah. damn real name. What is it with these people and your real fucking name? Well, that's, you know, that's, Why are you so interested in my real name? Because you're your real guy. The real the real Jerry that was him the money. I mean, I can't get JB a loan. doesn't owe me any I money. I can't get a loan on JB. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> What's your first? What was your first job in show business? Ooh, first job in show business was man, might have been tomorrow night. Yeah, that's why I appreciate Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis C.K. is one of those dudes, man, that I really appreciate because you know what? He really, really, uh, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough and blessed enough to work with some cool people. Yeah, and the one thing you want to do, I don't give a damn what you do. You got to work with people who want to allow you to do what the hell you do. Well, he completely appreciated you for who you were because I'd never seen you before, really. Right. And, you know, I was in New York, and like you said, there was this separation of people. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you were probably working the strip, right? Were you? Man, I'm going to tell you something. I might have performed in the strip once ever in my life. Right. So where did Louis find you? See what I'm saying? Yeah. But I did the Boston. I did, I did, I did the Boston. I, I yeah, popped yeah. in and out. Right. But I think it's also, it comes about, when you're, when you're kind of a, we know who the comics are. Who are problem comics? We know the ones that <laughs> I think I was one of them. Piss everybody off, <laughs> yeah. or you know, you yeah. know, there's you know, but then there's the guys who got the thick skin who could take it, who yeah. could take rejection, who could take the, who have enough patience to say, you know what, I'll wait my turn. Right, I'm not gonna step on no toes. I, I still want to have a good uh, 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 track record with people. I want people to say, even though you know, sure, I got taken advantage of here and there. Sure, this happened a few times, but you know what? I got some thick ass skin, right? Yeah. And you could take that beating, but you at the end, for some reason, that ass whooping makes you tough. Well, when right? you were when 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 Louis found you though, I mean, I don't. Did you have any idea? Like, wait, there was a time there where he you showed up in his movie, and then like I didn't know where you were for a long time. <laughs> what were you That's doing? That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. <laughs> There's different types of comics, different type of venues, man. It's the same. You were always doing okay. Always, man. Mm-hmm. I'm tell you. I'm tell you why I do okay. Yeah. I'm always satisfied with the lights being on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Until I can afford to buy the whole goddamn company. Right. And, and, and I'll be I'll be selling damn light. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's all, that's all I'm working for. Yeah. I mean, I use I use that as an analogy, but it's it's true. You work to the minimal until you can afford to run the whole shit. Right? <laughs> Be so. satisfied. With, be satisfied. See, your light is on right now, right? The light is on in this fucking studio. We are so happy we got this damn light. Right. Right? Right. But you know what? If you got to the point where you made so much fucking money that you can buy the light company yeah. and sell your own goddamn light, yeah. oh, you make a lot of money. Is that what you're you know thinking? What? You're goddamn right. Because people love light yeah. at, in the darkness. <laughs> you know what? There's people right now. Every night you do a comedy show, there's somebody in that audience we got to go home to a dark-ass house. Somebody in that room is going home to a dark-ass house. Yeah. You know how frustrating it must be? Or you feel like shit. Yeah. You walk home and your lights is black. Yeah. You, you got to stay outside and enjoy everybody else's light as long as you can because yeah. you know when your ass go home, it's darkness. Yeah. All I'm saying is this, man. You, you got to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. You got to be satisfied, man, with your movement. So I was always satisfied. That's why you never saw me. Because, you know, as as... As rare, rare as I did perform in certain clubs, when it's timing, right? It's being in the right place at the right time. Were you doing the road, though? Were you doing... Plenty of colleges. Yeah. Uh, you know how those colleges were. Sure. 
but you but you gotta realize with colleges, no one in that no one in that audience can do a damn thing for you. But you're making some money. Numbers, you're making some money. It keeps lights on. Yeah. But it's not gonna move you towards owning the guy like company. Like playing chess, right? Like yeah. playing chess, right? Sure. You you you're sitting there studying your moves. And you were like that? Yeah, like Hell pull- yeah. See, I was, I was never there like and that. study yeah. my damn moves. Like, you know, you're making the next but next the next move. You're trying to always think in the next move. But also, you gotta know that you gotta recognize opportunity when opportunity comes along. Sure. Right? When opportunity knocks, somebody gotta get their ass up and open the fucking door. When you grew up, like what did your parents like the stand up thing? No. I just have funny ass parents. Period. My mom is hilarious. Yeah, what's your what, what, freaking hilarious? What, My mom is still hilarious. My yeah. mom's in her damn sixties and hilarious. You know, you ever have a parent so damn funny that other old people can't stand her? Sure. Oh man, they hate my mom. They do because so damn. She just says the funniest shit. But she didn't like you doing stand up. Oh, she loved me doing stand up. Oh, she did. No, she loved me doing stand up. But yeah. but my mom is hilarious. But she should. She my mom should have got on stage. She's hilarious. Why? It's just funny. She's a she's naturally funny, and doesn't really even funny. Oh, realize that she says something funny. She's not funny on purpose. Not funny on purpose at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? She's funny on purpose, but no one gets it because at a certain age, yeah. You, you know what? Osteoporosis, right? It yeah. fucks your bones up, right? Right. Yeah. But guess what's also a part of your bones? What? Your fucking funny bone. Right, right. You ever hit your funny bone on the uh, your elbow? Oh, yeah. fucking funny bone! Yeah, it shoots a shock through your whole body. At a certain age, yeah, you lose your fucking bone density and you lose your fucking funny bone. Does she have osteoporosis? Of course she does. <laughs> All old people got osteoporosis, man. Are you fucking kidding me? But that funny bone is also attached to that shit. Yeah, yeah. right. So, and old people ain't got a sense of fucking humor. Right, right. They, they, they. At a certain point, you ain't no time for that shit. They get cranky. They get fucking cranky. Yeah. And they ain't got no time to be listening to those stupid shit. Sure. Don't be joking around with me. Yeah. I don't got no time to be playing. People, at a certain age, you know you don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Right? So you don't have time to be playing around with people. So your mom's serious. Oh, she laughs. She cracks me up. Yeah. Oh, they How many brothers and sisters you got? I got two brothers. And what do they do? I got a younger brother who just started doing stand up. He's my yeah. middle brother. His You're the is, oldest. His name is Think. I'm the oldest. Yeah. His name is Think Floyd. That's Think, his, that's, Flo- Think Floyd is his is his stand up name. It's kind of catchy though. Sure, it's catchy. Think Floyd as a point of, as opposed to Pink Floyd. Who I get a rock it. Star. Is his name Floyd? His name is Floyd. So he's going Think Floyd. But I'll tell you one thing though, you must believe that no from nobody from uh, Mastercard or or Visa or Discover going to fuck around looking for Think Floyd. No. Nope. Who the fuck names themselves Think Floyd for real? How long has you been doing stand up? Probably a year. How's it going for him? Pretty damn good. Does he here. call you up? Yeah, of course he calls me up. I haven't. I haven't seen him perform yet. You haven't? No. Not he's I, have not, not, I have not seen him live he's yet. He's got I've no. Seen b- him, I tape. Yeah. One bit. Is he doing you on YouTube? No, he's doing him. He's yeah. doing. He's, he's doing him. You know, he. he it's more like. Uh, I guess it is what his what his title his name is. Pink Floyd. He he does this. Uh, he goes deep. He's, yeah. he's, he's a, he's a deep kind. Oh, really? Yeah. Think, yeah. He, he's a thinker. He really does make you think. Oh, yeah? But but it's cool when you got that style because you, you all you're doing is making someone think like you for a minute. Yeah. Which is great. Which okay. is what, what we all do. When we see a premise and we see people laughing already at the premise, we're thinking like, oh, I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're laughing at the fucking premise. I haven't yeah. even said the punchline yet. Yeah. You can How just, great is that when you got an audience? Sure. That's what you want. Well, sometimes you can just leave it at the premise. Sometimes you just go up there with a premise and hope it works. And, and it hope works, it works. Yeah. Maybe a punchline will happen. A punchline comes by itself. Yeah. What's the other brother do? Other brother, he just he just works. Yeah. He just got a regular job. Kicking Working it, guy. You know, younger guy. Yeah. Younger yeah. brother. Yeah. He's and, doing his thing. Uh, moving about. He's very funny too. Yeah. 
very hilarious. But I want to say this. Yeah. Half the job is walking your ass on that stage. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we all know that. Yeah. No matter what you do, stand up. Yeah. You're a goddamn stripper. If you can walk your ass on that stage, for some reason the clothes come off very easily. Sure. Because you're already on stage now. Yeah, you're going to do something yeah, up you, there. You, you better do something. You, you walk your ass on that damn stage <laughs> and people are waving money and shit, right? But walking on that stage, you're halfway there. Yeah. I don't give a damn what it is. Yeah. Tripping. Uh, or stand up. You don't know how long it's going to take to get the rest of the way there, but you're happy. You don't have there. no idea. Yeah. You're a motivational speaker. Yeah. If you can get your ass up, the nerve to walk on that stage. Yeah. For some reason, you're halfway there. I've walked on stage. I've had nothing. But still, you walked your, you walk your ass on that stage. Do you remember having there? nothing? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I remember having something, thinking I had something, yeah. but I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> only way I changed that, man. Only way I changed I tell you, only way I changed that was. I started thinking about nothing. Yeah. And then I started getting a high from not knowing nothing. I ain't no shit. Yeah. And I got a high from that because it allowed me to uh uh to to be in that be in the moment. Then I realized that something really cool about being in the moment. Cause you make every performance its own. That's right. Every every time you walk through that stage is different. And that's usually what you do? You damn right. You know why? Because I don't want to be no fucking robot. Yeah. Right, I don't want to be no damn robot. Who wants to go on stage and be a robot all damn day? Just jokes. A lot of people out there are robots. Yeah, we, that, we that's not why we got into comedy. Don't be no damn robot. That's right. That's what I'm saying. That's what we talked about. Some people have to be robots. Some people got to be robots the rest of their They're life, They're not going man. in the forest. They're not going in that damn forest. They are forced to be a robot their whole life that's unless you they're... stop being a robot. Unless you, unless you say, you know what? I don't want to be a fucking robot. That's right. I'm not... a few, now, they, they got a few movies about that. They're stacking their pennies. They're not making trails with them. These robots started getting uh, 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 self-conscious, human, self-awareness. Human, human attributes. Right. They started thinking like a fucking human. Blade Runner. Yeah, you're damn right. And when a robot starts thinking like a human, you got a goddamn problem. I'll say. Right? Yeah. Especially if you're the boss of a factory and all you guys, people, robots, putting damn pieces on putting bumpers on cars or yeah. Cadillac converters and shit like that and little bolts and shit in cars. Yeah. That's all you ever did. Yeah. Right, you leave. I'm telling you, you, do that shit so much, you'll go home doing that shit. That's right. Right, you'll start, you'll start making love to your lady like you mm. fucking building a fucking car. That's right. You know why? Yeah. You are, you're, you're fucking so used to it. That's right. You ever watch karate movies? I'm sure, sometimes. You ever see the karate movie yeah. where the guy went to Shaolin? They always go to Shaolin. Yeah. Right. I, I've never seen Shaolin. I would love to go there one day. You never been to China? I've never been to China, but I would love to go to Shaolin and see what the fuck goes on up there. Right. Yeah. Sure. Shaolin. Everybody goes to Shaolin and learn karate, right. right? I'm going to Shaolin to learn karate. Right. They go to they go to Shaolin, right? But they don't get the shit. They get up there and all they want to learn is karate. Yeah. Right. I saw I once I once saw a karate movie where the guy went up there, he wanted to go to Shaolin so bad and learn learn kung fu. Right. Right. Sure. He went there. Talk to the master. We talk to the master. Yeah. Master. Yep. Master. Right. Yeah. yeah. The master. Uh, had him cleaning up the whole fucking time. And he's like, "Why? Oh, uh, this he, isn't karate." Uh, uh, no, that's what he comes saying. Yeah, he's sweeping, he's sweeping the, yeah. the floor, picking up trash and leaves and shit. Yeah, and cleaning up. And yeah. all he was doing was cleaning up the whole fucking time. That's right. Right. right? Then one day he said, uh, 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 "Master, uh, when do I learn kung fu?" That's all he kept saying. Yeah. When do I, every fucking week? When do I learn kung fu? All I'm doing is cleaning up around here. You keep cleaning up. You'll see. He kept cleaning up, cleaning up, cleaning up, cleaning up. Right. And all of a sudden. Some bad guys show up to Shaolin. Because you know bad guys always come to Shaolin. Sure, they got to. They show yeah, the fuck up. If they don't, the movie doesn't go anywhere. You got to challenge the master. Yeah, that's right. right. They came up in there. The master old as hell, right? Yeah. These dudes are good, too. Yeah. Kick that master's ass, right? Oh, they kick the old oh, guy's ass. too fucking old. Yeah. Too many guys. Yeah. Too many guys, right? <laughs> yeah. You know who shows the fuck up? Who? 
the guy who didn't realize the sweeper that the master was teaching him a kung fu style. Yeah. Do you, do you know this dude was cleaning up and kicking their ass at the same fucking time? Yeah. He had no. <laughs> he had no idea he was learning kung fu. He kicking ass. That's I mean, it. he had the broom, the fucking the towel, and kicked ass with that broom and that towel and that fucking uh uh the sweeper. Look, yeah. Look, look, the dustpan. The dustpan. Yeah. He dustpan the Bam. fuck out of these dudes. Yeah. Let me tell you something. They had no idea. They didn't know what was going on. They yeah. said, "Is he cleaning up?" Right. But he's kicking our ass at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You would never get where you supposed to see. I would never be where I am right now if I was a fucking robot. That's right. We got to go on stage and entertain the audience, but at the same time, you got to entertain yourself. Got to be in it, in the moment. You got to entertain your goddamn so self. So you don't do jokes? You don't do set jokes? Yeah, I got set jokes, but I don't, I'm don't. i not nailed to them. Right. Got I'm it. not nailed to that ending. Leave a little room in I there. I will change the ending every... You will come see me one night. You'll come next night. You're like, well, he didn't say that last night. He didn't say that ending last night. He changed the whole shit around. You know why? Because you got to perform for your audience. Right. right. If you have, take this to shit. Okay? Yeah. I'll write this. You, you are a uh, a male stripper. Sure. Right? You go to different shows, right? When you're a good male stripper and you're well endowed, ladies want to see you strip. Now, you they want to see you, you dance your ass off, right? right. You got to give it up. You got to yeah. earn that money. Right. You hire, they hire your ass to come out of a fucking birthday cake or some shit, or you doing some um um uh, 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 bachelorette party you or something. You better be going like to the gym a bit, you too. You better be going, to, you damn right. You gotta you gotta prepare yourself to hop out that damn cake. You have a big dick and go to the you gym. You gotta have a big ass dick and you better be able to hop out that damn cake, right? Yeah. And ladies wanna see something different. Right. I might, I might even have a sermon circle of friends. Yeah. When they see you dance your ass off, they're gonna yeah. say, Oh my God, I'm gonna use this dude for my damn bachelorette party. Right. And you better come out that cake doing something different. Right. You better you swing be, that wear dick. You different better swing hat. it. You different better swing hat. it. Yeah. You better you're damn right. Yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta mix it up. You gotta damn near perform for yourself. I know it's kind of creep, creepy and kind of freaky to sit there and saying, turn your own self on with your own damn dick. Yeah. But you got to do it. Yeah. Right? We do that. We go on stage. We entertain ourselves well, yeah. with our own fucking well, jokes. Well, the, the, the best moments I have on stage are when I walk off and go, that's never going to happen again. You're what damn it, right. <laughs> that, See what I'm saying? Yeah. You, that's so, what I mean. You're a male stripper. you on that dancer. You got to be yeah. entertained by yeah. your own damn Johnson. I was surprised by my own dick up there. You got to say, I can't believe <laughs> I did this circular thing with my damn dick. You can't believe what you just did. <laughs> you guys don't even have How any idea. That? Yeah. How did I do that it just now? magic. Magic. It won't happen again, though. Nope. That How was did it. I pick that big fat lady up? Yeah. Right? I have no idea. It went crazy when I picked her up. I, yeah. no, I didn't plan to pick her up. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. How, how was I to know that she was going to be in a crowd, 300 pounds, and jump on me, and I had to hold up in the air? Yeah. You had no idea. No idea at all. Yeah. How fun is that? It's the best. That's what your life should be like. Mm-hmm. That's, what the, that's what you want your life to be. Yeah. I'll tell you something. Yeah. The first thing I ever did, that, that's what I mean by you never know, you never fucking know where the fuck you're going to end up at. Right. Where that popcorn trail going to lead your ass right. back to. Mm-hmm. Right? I think we went with pennies. Pennies, pennies, pennies. Yeah. yeah. Fuck the popcorn and the, and the croutons. Pennies, right? Yeah. Remember the old improv? Mm-hmm. I'm 44th. tell you something. How you, 44th Street. Yeah. Right? You never know what the purpose of something until you get there. So this is going to be in the 80s. Late 80s. Right? Just before, before it closed. Just, just, just before it closed. Yeah. I'm talking about the last summer, right? Remember Marty Friedman? <laughs> sure. Marty Friedman. Happy just, Marty. Happy Marty. <laughs> Marty was teaching an improv class, right? On a good day. On a good, right? <laughs> yeah, it could go either way so, with Marty. You never know. Yeah. So, but the man knew what the fuck he was doing in improv. I you were taking his class? I took his class, right? Yeah. In the summer, I took his yeah. class. This is crazy. So, 
I said to myself, this way you don't know what purpose, what purpose something means. So I said, you know what? The first thing I want to do is I want to figure out who I want to be on stage and off yeah. stage. So I took an improv class, right? Right. Right? This was the best shit I ever did in my life. Yeah. Took an improv class, found out who I wanted to be on stage and off stage, learned how to react to anything, a sneeze, a drink spills, anything, right? Not even knowing the purpose of it, right? This is what I mean by your path. You don't know the purpose of shit. That's what I mean by keeping things going until you get where you got to go. So he right? was he was like your uh, your kung fu master. Damn right. Yeah. Right? What'd I had you, no what, idea. I had no idea where this improv would fit it. All I knew was I wanted to be comfortable on stage. And I knew I knew that I love to play around, but how do you harness that shit into a, a focused on it? Right? Yeah, right. It's, it's like a laser beam. A laser beam is focused, right? It's very thin. It can shoot you in the fucking so what, chest. So what, what were you doing in the class? Improv. Yeah. Uh, working with people. Yeah. Connecting with audience. Yeah. Uh, learning how to... Be spontaneous. Yeah. Learning how to improv, right? Yeah. Not, I didn't know shit about improv. But you were this, just out of college? Damn, huh? A few oh, years? Yeah. Just yeah. Doing, just, right. Out of yeah. college a few years, doing improv. I know I wanted to do stand-up. I took improv before I did stand-up. Yeah. So the improv helped me do the stand-up because it broke, it broke that wall down. You know what I mean? It broke that wall down. It made me loose and free. I said, oh, okay. Now I know what I want to do. This is my, the style I want to do on stage. I want to be able to improv and, yeah. and go. Yeah. Right? So, what happens, right? I do all. I do my stand-up career. I do films, Louis C.K.'s movie. I do Tomorrow Night. I do Pootie Tang. I do all these cool things. Da 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 da. Little movies here and there. Da 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 da. Do you ever do any writing? Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you about how this shit go. So, as you know, as you know, I, I was a writer on SNL. Right. You know, oh four, five, and six. Right. These are all the things that I did. All the cool things that kept them damn lights. So how did you right? get the gig on SNL? Just audition, man. Yeah, I had the last time I was actually the last time I was ever in the comic strip was at an audition uh, for uh, Lauren when Tracy Morgan actually got on the show. We were on the same showcase, the same showcase. Yeah, I was there. I was at the same showcase, like '95. Yep. And then Tracy got on the show. I didn't get on the show, but I kept doing what I was doing. And then you count back improv class that summer before the improv closed, right? I end up on Kirby Enthusiasm, right? Which is an improv show, right? Now I wonder myself, would I have been on Kirby Enthusiasm? This, the probably one of the people love Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah. Would I be on Kirby Enthusiasm doing improv if I didn't take that improv class years ago to prepare myself and loosen myself up to get on stage? No, probably not. See, that's, one of, that's one of them pennies. You can't. That's them Walking. goddamn pennies, man. Yeah, I, I I dropped them pennies from the improv. Yeah. into that damn forest. Yeah, did everything I could do in that forest. Met people in the forest. Hung out with people. Did some shows in the forest. Right. But then when I thought back, those damn pennies were still there. I walked back. I ran into people like you again. Yeah, we haven't seen each other in years. Yeah, right. You want you want them goddamn pennies. Yeah, you a penny. Yeah, you a white penny. I'm okay with pennies the white are penny. brown. Yeah. You are a white penny. I'm glad to be a white. You're a penny. dime. Yeah, but the dime the size of a penny. Okay, you understand? I can live with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you a penny. So wait, wait, when you would when you were at SNL, you want goddamn penny. You auditioned to be in the cast, right? Yeah. So then the second time, the second time I went for 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 audition, um, after Tracy, after you didn't get it, I didn't get it. Went to moved to L.A. Right, moved to L.A. Started doing some stand up there. 
Let me tell you something crazy. My first week in LA, right? I'm in LA. What's this? Well, my first week, my mama first. I'm gonna say my first week. I'm gonna say my first time performing. What year? Oh, ninety four, ninety three, two thousand. Oh, oh one. After 9-11? Oh, one. Uh, yeah. That's when he split. Got to go. Oh one. Yeah. Right. Oh one. I moved to L.A. Started doing some stand up. Went to the comedy store in L.A. Yeah. Right? Went on stage at a comedy store. Right. I had already done sketches on the Chris Rock show and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Here and there, cause Louis was there. Cause Louis, you know, Louis put he me down. He loved you. He loved me. He, he they had sketches for me. I wrote. I did some sketches on the show. So, um, I go to L.A. I moved to L.A. I do some. St- I do. St- I'm doing a comedy store one night. Yeah. Everybody in their mama is in the audience. You, you know how the comedy store. Sometimes, gets. yeah. Oh my God, Eddie was there. Freaking, uh, Arsenio Hall was there. Really? Why were they oh, all there? It's it's a hot night. That's when they had uh, uh, Fat Tuesdays. Yeah. Oh, that's the hottest night. Yeah. It's a black night. Yeah. But white people, white people come too. Right. I don't want you to think that it's a straight black night. Right. There's white folks in there. Yeah. White folks, black folks, but it's called Fat Tuesday. Yeah, I remember. If you in the main what, room. Yeah. P H A T. Yeah. Now, if you get what fat means. All the white people that knew what PHAT meant would come. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean? Those kind of white people. Those kind of white people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, Chris Rock was in the audience. Everybody. And then I actually went on. I think I closed the show. Yeah. And man, let me tell you something. You know how you get those nights when you have one of those sets where everybody, you they got you. Yeah. They right there with you. Man, great set. Knock on wood. Great set. Had a good damn time. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Chris had already seen me you know, do do his uh, sketch on his show, but he had never seen me do stand-up live. Yeah. Oh, really? So, let me tell you something. This is crazy. I moved to L.A. to go back to New York to do the Chris Rock show and do stand-up on the Chris Rock show. So I was one of the, I think only a handful of people ever did stand-up. I think maybe four, maybe so four he people ever. You, so he saw you do stand-up in L.A. and then you had to go back, but you'd already done work with him before? This, this sketch is on the show. Right. Uh, and but stand up wise, he never seen me. So I you were just an actor. To I him. was an actor, just stand up, right. you know. But he knew I just stand up. But ne- you still, I still got to see the person live to yeah, say, hey, yeah, yeah. I want you to perform on my show. So I ended up going back to New York to perform on the Chris Rock show doing stand up, and then I came back to L.A. to go right back and do Pootie Tang. So I think sometimes like you, I well, moved yeah, to so L.A. Yeah. to be in New York any damn way. But so like Louis, do you are you in touch with him ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just did his show, his uh his new show, Louis. Oh, you did? I just did an episode uh, a month ago. Oh yeah. Ago. Yeah. How was it? Good. Oh man, it was so fun, man. Louis is amazing, man. Yeah. You know, and I love his process, man. I love his process, man. I, lo- I love what he's doing. You know, I love I, I just love what he what he does is amazing. Yeah. But I like I like people who and comics who, you know, they make a choice and they do it how they're gonna do it. Yeah. And they, no one could ever say, you know, uh, when, when you finally turn that corner, no one could say, you know, you did it uh, because of this or or I gave you this, you know. Yeah. We work for ourselves. Well, I think that- We, Louis, are, we are our own business. That's right. I think Louis learned a big lesson on Pootie Tang. He's like, I'm not going to- Right. Yeah. Pootie no Tang was something else, man. Yeah. No one's going to take anything away from me again. Pootie was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Pootie Tang was a mess, man. <laughs> as, as, as it's a cult following, but- when, when when you have a vision for something, mm-hmm. you want to do it the way you want to do it, yeah. right? You yeah. get that vision, and you say, I'm a, this is how I'm going to do it. And when someone comes along, all these other hands coming in out of nowhere, you know, they start, it fiddle, it's like fiddling around with shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right back to that fiddling around. Yep. People start fiddling around, 
and and too many fiddlers. Too many goddamn fiddlers, man. Yeah, you don't need. Dude, you don't want to be around too many fiddlers. No, especially right? if they're if if they have if they uh, if you have to answer to a fiddler, you're, yeah, in, right. you're in problem. You know what a fiddler is, man? Yeah, a fiddler never pulls out the manual. No, they never pull the manual out and see how the fuck this really works. They don't. They they don't give a fuck. The manual's still in the bottom of the box. But they take out what they gotta do and stop fiddling around. And with some it. fiddlers don't like to know what's in the manual because if they do, then they'll only be able to blame themselves. See, fiddlers with money, they can blame other people. You damn right. Yeah. You damn right. Yeah. We were all fiddling, and that that you guys fucking fiddled it to fuck. I was doing the right kind of fiddling. You were doing the right kind of fiddling. Yeah. That's bullshit. It goes back to fiddling again. So how'd you well, how'd you hook up with Larry? Man, I'm gonna tell you something, man. How things work, man. I tell I tell you, I tell people all the time. As much as we hate hearing our ladies talk. Mm-hmm. Right, we all do, right? We we might not. Everybody don't admit it. <laughs> Guys can't stand hearing that lady talk. Well, you got to learn how to pretend like you're listening. You know what a man's worst nightmare is? What is is to be in a conversation with his lady, right? Yeah. And like halfway through it, she just says, "What I say?" Uh huh. You are fucked. Yeah. You couldn't scrambling. Repeat, you couldn't repeat what the fuck she said. Scrambling for keywords. In a million yeah. years. Think you picked up a couple. Pick up. You pick a little things, little little tidbits you might have yeah. picked up. Yeah. But your ass wasn't listening. Nope. They know. That's a man's yeah. worst nightmare. You go into panic mode. You don't know what right. the fuck. You really don't know what the fuck. That's she right. Said. So once in a while, I do listen. Yeah. I, you you have to. No, you gotta listen. You gotta yeah. listen once in a while. Yeah. She'll still catch your ass not listening. Uh, occasionally. To some, some shit. Occasionally. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, that's if you got a tricky ass wife. If you got a tricky lady yeah. who will throw that at you all the time, you gotta be careful. You gotta stay on your toes a little bit. Yeah. So my wife says, I'm watching Kirby Enthusiasm. Right. right. I'm working yeah. at SNL. I yeah. said, man, I would love to be on this show one day. I said, I love this damn show. We're sitting there, we're sitting on the couch laughing our ass up at Kirby Enthusiasm. Right? Big fan of this show, right? This is an 04. No, no, 06. 06. It's 06, right? So this you're not like, you're not on SNL then, are you? Yeah, I did 04, 05, and 06, I did it, right? Okay. That's when my fourth season I didn't get renewed. Right. So I'm sitting at home. Just after just just right after I didn't get renewed. So I'm sitting at home like, what's next for me? You know what I mean? Trying to figure out what to do next, doing some stand up shit on the road. But I was sitting on my couch watching Curb and I said, Baby, I would love I love this show, so I would love to be on this show. And she said, This how this is what I mean about ladies. Some ladies got your fucking back. Right? They got your back, right? She said, You gonna be on that show one day. She said, you would be perfect for that show. She said, baby, I'm telling you, you would be perfect on that show. I can see you on that show because you're always saying crazy shit. You're always making people laugh. You're always like making dumb stuff up. And I said, that will be fun. And I sat back on the couch. I don't know what the fuck happened. Maybe, you know, some kind of, you throw things to the universe sometimes. Yeah. And they come the fuck back. Right? Yeah. But you can't throw anything. Yeah. You got to throw shit that got a curve to it. Right. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't just throw a fucking carton of milk or some shit like that in the universe, no, right? No, no. The, the, the universe accepts certain things, but they got to be able to accept it to send it back to you. Yeah, you, like, gotta, you can't just throw. It's got to be a focus. You, gotta you can't s- throw a fucking teddy bear or dumb shit like no. that into the universe. You got to throw a fucking boomerang. You, yeah, boomerang. You no, know, I could boomerang yeah. come back to your That's ass. That's right. So right? you sent that boomerang yeah. out into the and world. Depending on how deep you throw it into the universe, depending on how how when it's gonna come back. Yeah, you gotta be able to catch it. The universe is endless. You gotta catch it when yeah. it comes back. Or you, if you're really fucking strong, you yeah. throw this shit too fucking far, you gotta wait a long time for it to come back. Right. Right? But if you, if you, if you just kind of just fling it, yeah. you know flinging yeah. is, you know, there it fling, is. You know how to fling shit, right? Doesn't get out of your sight. Uh, right. You yeah. can throw it. Yeah. 
You throw shit. Come on. Mm-hmm. It goes too, too far. Mm-hmm. Like, it's too far. Yeah. far. Lost the boomerang. You fling that motherfucker, it's going to go to a certain point and it's going to coming back. Yeah. Right? So I guess what happened was we fling that little. Mm, that little, I want to do that show. show. Yeah. Fling it to the universe, right? That's how it sounds. Yeah. And it's just coming back, right? But eventually, because you know, space slows shit down a little bit too. Sure, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's like the same gravity, yeah. gravitational pull. Yeah. But uh, when that shit starts coming back, when it starts coming back, it's coming back hard. How did it come back? I'm going to tell you what happened. So I put that out there. Yeah. Right? My wife said I was going to be on the show. I didn't think about it no more. Yeah. Right? So I'm on a road performing. Right? To a buddy of mine. Right? Remember that song? This is a crazy story. Remember that song, This Is How We Do It? Yeah. This Is How We Do It. Right? My buddy produced that song, right? For Montel Jordan. Right? His name is O.G. Pierce was his name. He's a producer, right? He produced that song. Yeah. This is a crazy story. So, I ended up, um, um, he, I was on a road performer. I, was, I remember I was in Atlanta, Georgia in my hotel room after my show. And my phone rings, right? Yeah. And one of his friends calls me and says, hey, uh, I'm a friend of O.G.'s. You know, I have his cell phone. Uh, I'm calling all his friends to let them know that he passed away. So, I'm like, Wow. I said, OG passed away? She said, yeah, he passed away. Um, I'll call to let everybody know that we're going to have a jam session for him in L.A. Um, at this club in L.A., all, all the musicians are going to get together and just jam and jam his music and just have a good time because he, you know, he, he would want people to have a good time you know, even though he's gone. I was like, wow. I said, man, because this is a guy that I met uh, who was doing music um coordinator uh, on uh, the Cedric show uh, um, and, Cedric, and you know, Cedric had a uh, uh, that variety uh, show thing. a variety show yeah. I, was, I was on that show right. also so I met him on that show yeah. we became good friends Yeah, and he was like one of those guys that loved laughed at every fucking thing I ever anything I do he would laugh his ass off right? yeah, yeah. then he started doing some music with my wife my 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 wife Shahida Omar is a is a is a vocalist also right so he started doing some stuff with her you know some music with her so it all made sense yeah I got a new friend who also did music who can also work on my wife on her music yeah and who also you know Great. so I say I said damn baby OG passed away I said I gotta go to L A yeah I said I gotta go to L A man and you bring her too yeah so we we both came to L A yeah. this is crazy timing yeah so. Uh, before I before I left New York, I had just met with my new agent. Right, I met my new agents. Right, I got with a new agent. I got rid. Of, I clean house. Yeah, no agent. Uh, I got rid of everything. So I started over again. I said I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna start over again. So I got a new agent. Right, new manager. New manager. Everything. Right. So I go to I go to L. A. for the for the memorial the jam. jam session. So I go there. I was only in town for two days. I got here on a Friday. Had to leave on a on a Saturday. Yeah. So I'm in town. I said, you know what? While I'm in town, I'm going to meet with my my new agents. So I go over to the agency and I'm sitting there talking to them. They're like, what you want to do? So I'm just sitting there telling them what I want to do. We have, you know, six, seven agents in the room. They want to know oh, yeah, that I whole said, thing. you know what? I've been, behind a, I've been behind a computer typing jokes on SNL for three seasons now. I said, you know what? I think I'm ready to get back in front of the camera and start doing some more stuff, you know? I got my stand-up stuff. I'm going to start building on some things. I said, I would love to see what, what, what awaits me. Right, so they said when you leave in town. I said, well, I'm just in town because a buddy of mine passed away. I, I just want to, you know, I just came in town to pay my respects for him. We're gonna have a jam session tonight. Then, a, then, then all of a sudden, one of the agents came in late. And he said, hey man, sorry I'm late, JB. Good to meet you. You know, I was working on this uh, audition thing. Came last minute. And he said, um, you know, uh, how long are you in town? 
I said, man, I just came in town because my buddy passed away. I'm not even supposed to be here. I said, I just kind of popped in. Uh, so I said, um, he said, uh, you know what? I got an audition here. Um, I said, uh, you, you want to do it? I said, yeah. I said, I said, what's it for? He said, Kirby Enthusiasm. I said, what? I said, man, I fucking love Kirby Enthusiasm, right? Yeah. But then I'm thinking like, oh, shit, I just caught that boomerang. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I said, it took about a, week to, uh, took about a month for that shit to come back, but it came back. I caught that fucking boomerang. He said, I said, well, you know, I got to go to a memorial service tonight at his club. But I said, uh, I'll leave tomorrow. Uh, he said, can you go now? I said, I can go right now. So I leave his fucking, leave the agency, go straight to the audition, right? I get there, all kinds of people in, uh, in the lobby waiting to go in, right? Like who? Other comedians, you know, uh, uh, a lot of actresses mainly. You know, Vivica Fox and everybody like that. All the little pieces. Yeah. The, the people who are pl- going for her part, guys who are going in for my part. A lot of actors I recognize, character actors. I'm like, oh shit, a lot of people in the lobby, right? So I'm waiting to go in, and I read, I read the sides. I said, I, I know who this fucking guy Leon is, right? Yeah. And I get him. Yeah. I get this dude. Everybody knows a guy like Leon. Yeah. I said, I'm, a, I said, I'm gonna go in there because I, I gotta, I gotta think about what I do is I always tell actors this shit. You go in the fucking room, as the character you're going for. Don't go in there and have to turn on the actor that you want you to portray. You come in there as that dude. Let, let them see who that dude is immediately. Yeah. You don't walk in there and wait and come in as your fucking self. Yeah. And say and they say, are you ready? And you say, yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> and clear your fucking throat. Right. And then you do the character. No. You come in there as that goddamn character. I came in that door. I'm thinking like, I'm going to go on camera. And it's just going to be like, okay, they're going to put you on tape. How, how most auditions right. are. No one's ever in that fucking room. Yeah. I had no idea I was going to improv with Larry David yeah. directly. Yeah. I walk in the room, Larry's standing in the middle of the room. I said, holy shit. I said, oh shit, Larry David. I look to the right, and it's like Jeff Garland and, and Susie and, and Cheryl Hines. And, the, and I said, oh shit, everybody's in the room, right? And Larry director, Charles. Yeah, Larry Charles. I said, yeah. holy shit, everybody's here, right? I'm like, oh. But I, but I had already came in the room as the character. Because that's the only way it gets me going. I got to come in as the fucking character. I came in the door. I said, what the fuck is up, Larry? That's the first thing I said. Yeah. I said, what's up, Larry David? What's going on, baby? Yeah. And he just started smirking, right? He started smiling. I said, let's do this, baby. Improv, right? Let's improv this shit, Larry. And I yeah. turned around. I said, man, I don't know, Larry. I might fuck around and slap you in the face, man. This improv, right? Anything can fucking happen. Yeah. And I just walked away, and we started the scene. And Larry was like, he yeah. looked at me like, what the fuck is yeah. wrong with this dude, right? Yeah. But he got it. Yeah. He got where I was going at with the character. And also, I came in the door as the character. You know, I had no idea. He told me later on, he said he had no idea who Leon was until I walked in the room. So you got to give it to him directly. You can't fuck around waiting around, you know. So you how gotta, long did that go on for when you, when you first we went, went in? We went in there. We did two scenes together, man, and we're fucking hollering. Yeah. Everybody's dying. I'm just like... We just laughing our ass off. It felt like, you know, the first, you know what? So, oh, so, so we did that whole thing, right? I left there, right? I'm driving, and my agent calls me. He said, how'd it go? I said, look, man. I said, here's, here's how I think. I said, man, we had a ball, a fucking ball. I said, if anybody else can go in that room and have that much fun, God bless them. Yeah. God bless them. They deserve the role because yeah. just now, we had a ball just now. Yeah. So then, I leave LA the next day. Right, no calls yet. Leave it L.A. I go to Pittsburgh. You know how this shit is, right? Sure. I went an hour and a half outside of Pittsburgh. Went from sunny L.A. to the freezing fucking bitterness. How was that jam? Oh my god, huh? How was the jam session? Oh, the jam session was beautiful, man. 
beautiful, man. Met a lot of people. See, one thing about those jam sessions, man, you meet people who who didn't even know that you knew OG. Right. You know, I mean, Cedric was there. Everybody was there. Oh, man, I didn't know you knew OG. I said, yeah, man, I met OG on the show. He said, wow. All kind of people. I had no idea his circle of friends. Yeah. Huge circle of friends, man. So then, Go to Pittsburgh. I leave, I leave yeah, Pittsburgh yeah. next day. Go out there. I flew to Pittsburgh. Middle of nowhere. Middle of fucking nowhere. Hour and a half outside yeah. of Pittsburgh. Right. Riding through the hills and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst. You go into a gig. You're like, oh, what if man. I get into? What the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Way in the fucking back somewhere. Is it college? No, a club, man. No. Horrible. I don't even remember the name of the club, but it was horrible. Yeah. Right? I got to the hotel. This fucking horrible. This hotel was terrible. Yeah. You've been in a hotel so fucked up that people who work there are trying to warn you about shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they don't almost, sweep on the bed. Uh, right. They're giving you little hints. <laughs> oh, I'm like, this place is terrible. Don't Drink the water. Oh, it was horrible, yeah. man. I get to the club. The club is worse. I said, "What the fuck?" I said, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Right. So then I'm um, I do my do the show. Uh-huh. The guy said before the show, right? Hey, no dirty material. I said, "Oh, okay." Yeah. I'm thinking like he meant like you know, no sexual craziness, too yeah. much craziness. I said, "Okay," but I'm on. I'm looking. Around, I'm on stage performing. You know, I'm throwing some dirty words out here and there, but I'm not doing any dirty material, right? Right. People are smoking. People are drinking. People are drunk. All kind of shit is going on. I'm saying to myself, this is, this is kind of weird, right? So yeah. I get off stage, and the guy's like, what the fuck, man? I said, what's, what's, what's wrong? I told you no dirty material. I said, man, look, what the fuck you mean dirty material? I said, I just said a few curse, bad words. curse yeah. words here and there, but it wasn't anything dirty. I, don't, I didn't do anything crazy. Yeah. He said, man, I told you, man, we don't do that around here. I said, wait a minute. You got people smoking. You got people drinking beer, drinking alcohol. People are drunk out there. You mean to tell me you really expect people to come all the way up here, an hour and a half outside of Pittsburgh, and 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 not curse? Are you kidding me? In a place that sells alcohol and, and drinks? And you so, can smoke. <laughs> and that's the baddest thing you can think about? Yeah. People are leaving here drunk. I said, you know what? It's fucking cold. The hotel's fucked up. I said, there's no reason in the world I should even be here. Right, so he said, "You know what, man? Maybe I'll get somebody to come down from Pittsburgh to do the do the weekend." I said, "You know what? I'm cool." I said, "You know what? I'm cool, brother. I'm gonna go Did home." Did he pay you for the night? Paying for the night, right? I said, "I know." I said, "You know what?" Then I read the forecast. Right? It said, "You know what? It's gonna snow tomorrow." I said, "You know what? If I stay here tonight, way up here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, an hour and a half outside of civilization, I'm gonna fuck around and get stuck here." And the last thing I want to do is get stuck here. Yeah. And you know how it is. We, sure. Being a New Yorker, you yeah. know what goes down. Yeah. You stay too long somewhere, you go upstate, do a show upstate, you stay too long, you fucking You're realize, stuck. even if it snows not in the forecast, it's going to snow. And you can't get out. And you can't get the fuck out. Yeah. I said, you know what? I'm going to leave I'm gonna leave tonight. So I start driving back, right? I'm telling you, no sooner than I got on the highway, it fucking started. Little flurries, right? I yeah. said, oh, shit. Yeah. I said, damn, I got an hour more to go. I said, oh, shit. All of a sudden, it got harder. Yeah. And fucking harder. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm doing 20 miles an hour on oh, the freaking highway. Shit. People are pulling over. Yeah. I mean, it was a b- straight blizzard. Yeah, yeah. Blizzard. Yeah. Right? I'm driving like, oh, shit. Yeah. So then I, uh, I said, then my phone rings, right? Yeah. I said, oh, shit. My fucking agent. He's probably calling me about this fucking bullshit I just walked away from, right? Yeah, yeah. I said, all right, man. I said, I had to get out of there, man. I couldn't take it, man. He said, oh, yeah, the guy called me, man. Don't don't worry about it, man. That dude, he's an asshole anyhow. Yeah. Don't worry about it, man. Yeah. You know what, though? I wouldn't even worry about that, man, because 
you got Kirby enthusiasm. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I said, man, you fucking killing me right now, man. I'm, I'm on the highway doing 20 miles an hour in a snowstorm. He said, what? I said, man, you do not understand. I am in a fucking blizzard right now. I can't even see out the windshield. Yeah. He said, man, slow down. Do 15. Get back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> get your room. Relax and get back to L.A. Uh, uh, in two days. I was like, holy shit. I hung the phone up. I called my wife. I said, she's my fiance at the time, but now she's yeah. my wife. I said, baby, guess what? You ain't gonna believe this shit. Why did I just get a call from the agent saying I got Kirby enthusiasm? Man, I heard the phone like drop and she was just screaming. Ah! Oh my God! Oh my God! I told you! I told you! I told you I was gonna get it! No, I'm gonna tell you another thing. Yeah. This this is how things work, man. Yeah. You gotta you gotta look out for people who look out for you. So I do the whole season, right? Of Kirby Enthusiasm, right? Moved back to LA, right? I can't went to went to LA, did two weeks, right? Left LA, went back to New York, packed all my shit, cause I, I had to move there. I didn't have I didn't have the SNL no more. There was no reason for me to stay in New York. Yeah. You know how New York is. Yeah. You get to a certain point, you kind of finish with New York. Gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go. So packed all my shit up, got a Penske truck, drove. Uh, we put the car in the back. We had the back car trailer, 24-foot Penske truck, drove yeah. across country three days, had to be, packed everything real fast, had to be at work that sun, that Monday, right? Left on a Thursday night at 7 p.m. Drove me and my wife, drove cross country with our dog in that Penske truck, three days, no hotel, nothing. Yeah. Three days across country, three storms, ice storm, uh, freezing, uh, uh, ice storm, freezing rain, and a snowstorm in Arizona, right? Didn't even stop. Just kept fucking rolling, gassing up, rolling, rolling, rolling. Had to got there at one in the afternoon on a Sunday. Had time to get them get in the fucking bed, relax a little bit, and go to work that Monday morning. And made it just in time, right? First day of work, right? Me and Larry did the first day. The first scene we ever did together was I think it was the ejaculate scene. Did we shot the whole day, right? And then like the afternoon, Larry said. You know what? It feels like we've been working together for years. I was like, "Wow, yeah, that is that." I said, "It does feel very comfortable, Larry." I will say that much. He said, "It feels like we've been working together for years." And sometimes you get that, yeah. When when you when it's right, when that fucking boomerang come back, you, like we talked about, you can't be in a fucking shower showering, yeah. and that fucking somebody knock on that fucking door, and you full of suds and bubbles and shit, yeah. You know, yeah. washing your balls, yeah. You know, and somebody knocking on the door, you don't hear the knock yeah. because you 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 lathering up your balls, right? You gotta be able to hear that damn door even in the shower. Sure. So when I threw that when that boomerang got thrown into space, and it came back, it came back when it when it was supposed to come back. It didn't come back just out of spur of the moment. It came back when it was supposed to come back, and it put me in the right position at the right time. Now, this is some crazy shit right here. Now, watch this part. So, we did the whole season, right? So, then, this 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 how I know how the world works, man, and how faith and everything works. We had a rap party at Lucky Strike. Yeah. Right? Rap party. Get to the rap party. You know, I did... The gag reel, right? You know what a gag reel is? Yeah. People don't know what a gag reel is. A gag reel is a, is a compilation outtakes. of outtakes and all the funny shit that happened during the year that, you know, they put together for the for the rap party. So they put a gag reel together for the rap party, right? This is how crazy this thing works, man. So the gag reel is fucking hilarious. All kind of funny shit. Stuff that they didn't even use for this. Didn't even use. But it was just funny. All the crew cast, everybody having a good time laughing. Guess what? 
the theme song was on the fucking gag reel. This is how we do it. Is that crazy? Yeah. Me and my wife looked at each other like, holy shit. I got a chill up my fucking spine, man. That shit was crazy. We were like, holy shit. The whole gag reel, this is how we do it. All I could do, man, was point to the sky and say, yo, yo, thank you, brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you, man. Then, I didn't, even, I didn't even think of, I didn't even put one and two together. So, the t-shirts for that season, the the t he gave everybody got a t-shirt. Yeah. And on the t-shirt, it had, this is how you know, you. this is really fun, man, because it just shows you how, you know, you become a good person, you just do things the right way, man. You just let things come as it's going to come, man. Don't force feed it. Don't step on toes. Don't burn no fucking bridges. You know, get what you're going to get out of what what you put into it. That way you, you're satisfied when you get there, man. You're not saying, oh, people, everybody gave me this or, you know, or I fucked somebody else's career up. Or, you know, just little things. I've sold, no matter how small they are, you still feel good about it. Right. So they, they handed the T-shirts out. Yeah. Right. This is funny. So the T-shirt, they had the curb on the front, yeah. on, the, on the pocket. Then on the back, it had, it had um, I brings the ruckus to the ladies. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love it because I'm like, oh shit, I got a quote on the back of the t- curb shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> I brings the ruckus to the ladies. Yeah. How cool is that, man? Now you did all right for yourself, man. Man, let me tell you something, man. Yeah. This is what this is what I like, man. Even yeah. sitting here with you, man. Yeah. Th- this is what makes what you do fun, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if if we had now, if, if me and you had some bullshit that went. We weren't both good guys, yeah. and we had some bullshit that went down years ago. We won't be sitting here. You're one of the few people I don't have bullshit. We wouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? Only, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't be sitting here having a good time like yeah. this, right? Right. It'd be like, nah, yeah. I bring him in, but fuck it. You know what I mean? I could give, I could give a fuck about him when he goes home. <laughs> hope he has traffic. I hope he has no AC. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're like, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I'm happy for you. It's just fun, man. Yeah. You know, and it's good to it's good to see people. You 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 want good souls and, and, and good people around you, man. And you want to reconnect with cool people, man. That you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what makes all this like like worthwhile, man. You're supposed to you're supposed to enjoy it, man. Yeah. You know, when you leave this place, man, you're supposed to leave this place with wow, that's some fun times. Yeah. You're supposed to get all you're gonna get out of whatever you want to do. Your, your dream is. You get all you're going to get out of that shit, man. Don't worry about what anybody else can. Nobody tell you what the fuck you can and cannot do. You got to make that shit happen. You got to be satisfied with them goddamn lights being on, right? Yeah. And the fucking popcorn, pennies, whatever, croutons, whatever the fuck you want to drop. You drop that shit for a purpose. So you can keep yourself grounded and know who you met along the way. Who did you right? Who did you wrong? So you, so you can say, you know what? I skip over that penny. <laughs> You right? You can keep that penny. You keep that penny. Fuck it. That's for you. You keep that shit. <laughs> Thanks for talking, buddy. Man, you the man. You too. That's our show. A lovely man, that JB Smoove. I mean, it makes you happy just talking to him. Did it make you happy just listening to him? It made me happy. Look, people. Nashville, Zanies, July 21st and 22nd. Uh, Montreal, Just for Laughs Festival. I'll be doing on the 28th a a stand-up show followed by a live WTF with uh, a bunch of people on it. Uh, Godfrey, Nikki Glaser, Glenn Wool, uh, Mike Wilmot's going to stop by. 
Uh, oh, I'm spacing a little bit. Good show. Going to be fun. Crystalia. Okay. What else? Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF pod needs. Grab some JustCoffee.coop over there. Get the app. Kick in a few shekels. Check the episode guide. Pick up the first 100 episodes on DVD. The two, uh, the two DVD set with some rare video footage. Get a shirt. Do something. Go check it out. Leave a comment. And I'm not even going to ask you to be nice anymore. I'm not even going to do it. So I'll see you at one of those places. Now back to the performance art piece already in progress. Boomy. Boomer. Come here, buddy. Come here, Boomy. Come here, buddy. Come here, Boomy. Come here, buddy. Come here, Boomy. Boomer. Come on, man. Fuck that other cat, man.